Good morning. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you had a great, great week. And, uh, you know, the anticipation of this show has been quite amazing. And I don't know whether to be insulted by it or really just to, to be excited about it myself. But I got so many text messages from people saying, you know what, I'm, I'm so glad that you're not talking about the Orange Bowl again, that you're, that, that you're acknowledging that there's another bowl game out there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're, you're going to talk about uh, the Sugar Bowl, which, which is, is also a, a historic, historic bowl organization. And uh, y'all, I couldn't be more happy. Uh, I know I'm orange biased, but you will learn that, you know, us bowl guys, we all kind of stick together. So, so the, the competition, whatever that is, is only like doing a certain period of the year. It's not all year. <laughs> the rest of the year we're all just trying to help the communities that we're in so i'm so so happy so so happy to have uh the ceo of the sugar bowl on the show today uh and and of course i've known him a while you guys are gonna get to know him today uh jeff hudley jeff are you there Yes, sir. Great to be with you, Sean. I understand your bias uh, towards the orange, but uh, we like to think we've got a pretty good thing going here, too. (laughs) We'll (laughs) Well, keep it as a friendly rivalry, right? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, I I have to always throw the plug in for your your colleague in Miami, Eric Palms, who is uh, familiar to this show. He's come on a few times, and and our our listeners uh, know him and expect him from time to time. But we've been teasing them with you for probably over a year, Jeff. Um, uh, well, actually a couple years. We talked about you a little bit when you first took the job back in 2019. Uh, but, but welcome to the show, man. And it has been a, a few years now uh, since you took the helm at the, the Sugar Bowl. And uh, we, I, I knew Paul very well, your, your predecessor, uh, who had been there a long time. And you've been there 25 years. You guys have worked closely together. And I got to tell you, it was throughout the bowl community and the college football community, I think it was, uh, you know, I think we all really cheered uh, when you stepped up and, and got the top, the top role in the big chair and all that stuff. Um, so congratulations on that. But tell us, how, how's, the, how's it been over the last couple of years? Well, it's been interesting. And first of all, thank you. And you mentioned Eric. You know, I just talked to him uh, the other day. We, we're good friends. We, we happened to have started in this business the exact same year back in 1993. So we both uh, been around a little while. And, and uh, so we stay in touch and, and, and have a great uh, friendship. So uh, I think the Orange and the Sugar Bowl have a, a special bond over time. And you're a big part of that as we go. Stepping into the seat, uh, little did I know how the world was going to change so quickly. Uh, you know, the first year uh, we hosted the, the CFP National Championship game in addition to the Sugar Bowl. So that was a busy year, as, as you know. Uh, you all hosted it a couple years ago. 
even during the, the COVID time. And then COVID hit, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, a year ago we're talking playoff expansion, and, and there's the whole NIL situation that, that's come up, and transfer portal has become a, a major issue that, that does, in fact, have an impact on bowl games. And, and uh, so I've been hanging on tight ever since we – we took over here, but it's, uh, we're doing well and, and uh, preaching uh, adaptability and flexibility to our organization uh, over the last couple of years because, uh, as I said, things certainly are changing quickly. And, and uh, fortunately, this organization over time has shown the ability to do so, and, and perhaps more than ever, you know, it's going to be uh, required of us now as, as we look to the future and what college football might look like uh, even, you know, next year or five years from now. Yeah, and I'm glad you kind of brought some of that up. And I actually, I, I'm going to come back to some of that later because I, you know, I, I know there's a lot going on with college football. And, and, and those of you guys who work in the throes of it, man, you always kind of got to be on go. Uh, but I'll come back to that because I, I do want to, I want to hold out this incredible matchup that you guys have for your kickoff game. Uh, man, uh, now, now, Jeff, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Florida State enthusiast. So, so, uh, uh, it, I might be a little biased uh, and just happy that y'all are bringing us out to New Orleans. But really, man, and I, I bring it up because Sugar Bowl in this kickoff is, I mean, I think it's the envy of other bowls, you know, to be able to, to figure out how to do that. Um, I know, you know, there's a big one in Atlanta um, as well. The, you know, the Peach Bowl it does a big kickoff. So you've got this this huge kickoff in this game with with. LSU and Florida State University, uh, they have combined, they've made 19 trips to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, they've never lined up against each other in New Orleans, though. What does this mean? What does this lineup mean to your brand? Man, we, we, we couldn't be happier or more excited uh, to have FSU and, and LSU in, in the game this year. You know, our first uh, foray in, into this uh, kickoff arena. You know, obviously we've got uh, 89 years of experience putting on college bowl games, but this is our first uh, shot at, at a kickoff game. And to have two national brands like Florida State and LSU in it, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, we've been hearing about it since January, uh, the excitement around the game from both camps. We've been uh, Florida State, I, I think, the way Florida State finished off the year last year and, and kind of started to show improvement and really came on strong and had a couple nice wins over Miami and Boston College. Uh, you know, I think that that fan base is, is uh, enthusiastic and, and optimistic about what might lie ahead for this year. And then, of course, at LSU, you've got the coaching change and Brian Kelly coming down from Notre Dame. And so there's People want to see what he's all about and what he's uh, going to be able to do with with a pretty uh, talented and athletic team, you know, up in Baton Rouge. So between the two, you know, we're we're just couldn't be happier. You know, it, it, we didn't enter into this, Sean, uh, lightly. We we debated for years whether or not to do a kickoff game. Uh, one because of the the competition that was already out there. And New Orleans, while we're, we, you know, pride ourselves on being a world-class, you know, destination city, it's also a small city in comparison to, you know, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, et cetera. Um, 
And so it's a numbers game, and, and uh, the payouts that you have to provide teams are pretty significant. We, we wanted, at least in our first uh, go-around, to be you know, be able to put together a matchup that was all but guaranteed to sell out, and, and that's going to be the case you know, with this matchup here. So, uh, you know, again, we're really excited. We have a national uh, unopposed uh, television time slot on ABC and primetime, and so... Uh, all everything's pointing to a great Labor Day weekend here in New Orleans. Well, absolutely, man. And and you guys have, you know, we don't. If you don't live in New Orleans, you don't know all of what you know about it. But but we think the venue is absolutely perfect for a matchup like this. And you know, listen, the Tigers have an all-time mark of six and seven as their thirteen Sugar Bowls appearances are second most of all time. Uh, the Seminoles have a four-two Sugar Bowl record, and 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 in fact, a lot of us Seminoles, Jeff. We, Sugar Bowl scares us, man. We we got the shock of our lives in Sugar Bowl. We, you know, not many teams can say, and I hate to even mention this, and most of my people are going to be mad that I even gave them this memory again. But we we lost a national championship uh, in the Sugar Bowl, not to just anybody, but to those daggummit, ridiculous Gainesville. Florida Gators, uh, when Florida took over New Orleans that year, you may remember uh, long ago. So, so we have a little, we're a little gun shy when it comes to that. Any thoughts on on whether or not the Seminoles can rest easy on this one and and just come with a game plan and, and play well, potentially win? Well, we we feel we know the fan support is going to be there. We we've, we've had. Uh, good communication with the, the athletic department there in Tallahassee and, and the ticket sales are, are really going strong right now. So they're going to be a, a good Seminole contingent in the stadium on game day. And then, you know, we've got some, some history. I've been around here long enough. We had a run there where we were having Florida state a lot in the game. If you go back to 2000, Florida state won a national championship in the sugar bowl uh, with uh, beat Michael Vick and Virginia tech in that game. And then, uh, yeah, they may have lost the uh, the game uh, against uh, Warfel and them, but they also uh, beat Florida in 1995. And uh, I think they called that game the fifth quarter in the French quarter. After the, the fifth the, quarter the, in the French quarter. quarter. We do yeah, have sir. some good memories, don't we? Yeah, so <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Uh, so that, that was a fun one as well. I still remember, I go back, uh, I can't remember which of those two games it was, Florida State and Florida, but... Uh, it was the only time we, we do a, a pregame administrative meeting the day before the uh, the game uh, each year with the Sugar Bowl, and never have the head coaches showed up for that until Coach Bowden and Coach uh, Spurrier showed up. I think there were some complaints about late hits and what have you, and so uh, they were trying to work the officials on the, uh, at, at that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty interesting sight uh, back then, but uh, all in good fun, I guess. So. Well, I, I know because of you know our show spans across South Georgia and North Florida, I know how excited uh, the folks are about traveling from all over the country for that game. And, and so I applaud you, the Sugar Bowl, for doing this kickoff. I think it's going to prove to be 
not just the right thing to do, but I think it's going to be another feather in your cap. So congratulations for making that, that decision and understanding a little bit of what goes into putting these games on. It's the perfect scenario to double hosting, right? I mean, you may yeah. remember, you remember the double hosting of the BCS era. Uh, and man, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, but, but this is the perfect way to do it. If you can do one, at the beginning of the season and then one at the end of the season, well, I, I got to tip my hat off to you. and Congratulations on that, Jeff. And I know that's your leadership, right? So, so hats well, off to you. Well, yeah, I, I can't take all the credit, but we're, we're uh, you know, we've been talking, you know, with, with both schools for several years. It, you know, we actually did the deal a few years back. And, and uh, again, the, the brands, you know, we're just – really pleased because you know we'd like to think that the sugar bowl represents a you know at the at the upper echelon of of college football and and in florida state and lsu you certainly got two major upper echelon brands that that mean a lot to college football fans and have for for decades now so uh you know we're proud you know to be a part of it you know we've we've been fortunate you know we've got you know good excitement you know i'd be remiss if i didn't mentioned you know we were uh, able to sell two title sponsors our, our sugar bowl sponsor all states involved in this game as and the state of louisiana as well so the the game's name is the all state louisiana kickoff and uh they're both excited both partners are excited uh you know the state about showcasing everything that we have to offer here in louisiana and then all state you know they they like to you know to your point earlier about double hosting, you know, they, they've always wanted to, to book in the season, you know, start and finish and have a game. And so that worked out well and, and came together. So, uh, again, we're, we're busy getting ready, and we think we're going to put on a nice show for everybody who comes to town uh, to enjoy it. Well, Jeff, you, you started off the show talking a little bit about, you know, the changes in college football and the, the changes in college football. Um, you know, it, it's hard for any change not to impact just the history and of, of the bowl system. And I wonder from your perspective, you know, are there some real challenges to the changes in college football and the bowl system? Uh, you know, because you guys uh, exist uh, and let, let's be let's be fair. There was a time, and and I think we're still there. But there was a time when the bowl system was everything that college football was looking forward to: players, uh, coaches, uh, I mean, fans. And then there these changes take place. Um, you know, you guys have to be on ready uh, to change with it in order to to sort of lie in your relevancy, right? Where where are you now? as it relates to the potential changes that are before us. Well, you hit the nail on the head there, Sean. It, I mean, there's been, you know, more change in, in the last, you know, two years. And, and I'd even go as far as, you know, since the playoffs started eight years ago, that's when some dramatic changes started that, that you know, there were unintended consequences. We were all excited to be part of the of the playoff and host semifinal games every three years. But the uh, – the unintended consequence of that was, you know, all of a sudden teams that that uh, just miss out on the playoff, and uh, you know we're affiliated with the SEC and the Big 12. Uh, you know, we're, we've gotten teams now that are that have been disappointed in coming to the Sugar Bowl if we're not uh, 
you know, the semifinal game because their aspirations were to be part of the playoff. And, you know, we've had teams that have just finished fifth or sixth and just missed out. And it affects the fan travel. It affects, you know, players start have opted out and cho- uh, elected to, to get ready for the draft. Uh, things that we never had to deal with in the, in the past. And so uh, we could sit and, and, and cry about it or we can, you know, be about our business of, of figuring out ways to, to, to work around it and, and to thrive in spite of it. And I think, you know, all of us, you know, in the, in the CFP are, are doing just that. You know, we, we're trying to figure out a, a different way. I, I do think that there was a, you know, last year when the uh, playoff expansion was, was in, you know, on everybody's radar and it looked like it was going to happen, I think there was, at least here in New Orleans, you know, we were excited about the possibility because it uh, was going to make us a, a, a playoff game every year, a quarterfinal or a semifinal, and, and hopefully have a chance to host the national championship game every so many years. And, and uh you know, then then your game matters. You you have to worry less about people opting out and what have you. But uh, again, we'll have to wait to see what happens on that front. The whole NIL situation, we're still trying to figure that out. But it's something that I think is going to impact us. At, you know, at some point in time, uh, in the very near future. And, and again, rather than you know, cry about tradition going by the wayside, we're gonna, we have to be flexible and hopefully be on the forefront of, of how do we use NIL to protect uh, what we've built over 89 years here. And, and uh, you know, we're doing that. We're meeting with different groups, uh, you know, to explore possibilities. You know, again, you know, I'm, we're all for, you know, the, the student-athletes now getting a piece of the pie financially. It's probably long overdue uh, for them to, to participate in that. Um, and just how we can plug into that, you know, not where it's not just benefiting them, but it has a, a, a mutual benefit where where we realize some of the upside on that. That's the challenge right now uh, going forward, particularly when you have a one-off game. But but again, we're we're looking into that. The transfer portal, you know, that's a, a big issue that that we have expressed concern as a as a bowl organization. I happen to be sharing the the bowl season organization this for the coming year and and we've been talking with conference representatives on behalf of all bowls you know right now you know student athletes can transfer as soon as the season's over uh, clear through early january and you know when that starts happening you know all of a sudden teams are losing players and and it impacts you know fan travel as a result of the and we've seen it, you know, multiple times uh, over the last couple of years. And, and so we're trying to to lobby in, in that regard, whether or not we have any success, uh, who knows at this point in time. But, you know, we're not doing our job if we don't speak up at, at uh, you know, how it's impacting us. And hopefully uh, all of us involved, the conferences, the schools, the schools, the bowls, you know, can all keep the greater good in mind and, and come up with a solution that, that will be uh, the best for everybody involved. So certainly a dynamic time, but uh, it's not a time to, you know, while we're, you know, and I would, you know, I'm sure the Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl, us, Cotton Bowl, there's a ton of tradition there and the tradition that we're all very proud of. 
but at the same time we've got to be flexible and you know roll with with the changes that are that are taking place right now or we're going to get left behind money is is driving the uh, the enterprise right now and you know anybody who's saying otherwise is kidding themselves uh, at this point in time so you know we need to be prepared uh, to participate as such well, Jeff, listen, man, I, I love that candor. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to yeah. send this show to Bill Hancock, but, but um, particularly because of the next thing that I'm going to say, you know, I think if the CFP and everybody involved in college football just had a committee of two, you know, Jeff Hunley and Eric Palms, I think we could work all this out. I think it'd all be worth it. <laughs> I sure try hard, Sean, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I think if we could put the sugar bowl and the orange bowl just together to work all this, these issues out, it'll be a better day. But, but yes, you mentioned some issues that uh, won't go away unless, um, unless there's some real management and there's some real national ways of dealing with it and and we're learning more than ever particularly with nil that not all states are created equal uh i mean we got people making these decisions that have never been athletes uh, i i don't think you want those kind of decisions in the hands of people who have never been athletes never been coaches never been college presidents never been athletic directors um and, and so i think that's the one piece of the dialogue that nobody is really thinking about We've left it in the hands of people who, uh, and I don't have a problem with fans, but we left it in the hand of fans, uh, and, and that's probably not the best way forward. Now, Jeff didn't say that, y'all. Sean said that. <laughs> we're going we're, we're, we're to leave that there. But, Jeff, I don't want to leave this conversation without talking about the uh, Sugar Bowl and your community efforts. You guys do about a million dollars worth of investment in your community on an annual basis. I'm not in Sugar Bowl, so I could be off on the exact number, but but I know it's significant. Can you talk a little bit about that and how important that is? Yeah, and that and that's something that that uh, you know people on the outside and, and you you know it, Sean, from from uh, your Orange Bowl involvement, but. You know, organizations like ours—that's that's a huge part of our purpose. You know, we want to be a good community citizen. We use it. We were started back in the 1930s uh, to to drive tourism during what was a slow period of time historically here in New Orleans, and then we've used the success that we've had over the decades, you know, to to. Uh, spend back into the community to support the community in any number of ways. We host all sorts of uh, amateur sporting events that, that serve, um, you know, to, to drive tourism and also provide opportunities for, for the, the young athletes here, here in our city, as well as, you know, around the country in the Gulf South. Uh, we're involved. We, we support the uh, National Football Foundation. We do the local chapter of that. We provide scholarships uh, through that organization. That's something that we're very, we provide more scholarship money uh, through that than any other chapter in the country uh, on an annual basis. You know, we're fortunate. Uh, as part of that ceremony every year, Archie Manning, who's, you know, a Sugar Bowl committee member, you know, is the MC of that event and does a great job. Uh, we do the uh, Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame on an annual basis, recognize, you know, worthy 
people who who've made their either are from New Orleans or have uh, made their their sporting you know fame here in the city. You know, as as you all are, we're also heavily invested uh, through the CFP in the uh, extra yard for teachers program. Where you know we found out when we hosted the national championship game two years ago. Uh, that the the public school system here in New Orleans was uh, one third of the teacher workforce was leaving on every year. So in a three year period, you were having a complete turnover of your teacher workforce, which is you know you can't sustain any sort of good education when that's taking place. So in concert with the CFP, you know we we put together a, a program to to recruit, retain, and recognize, you know, quality teachers in, in the New Orleans area. And, and over that, uh, all, I guess, almost a four-year period now that, you know, we've, we've put $3 million into that uh, program. To, and and it's, uh, we're starting to see it uh, reap benefits in terms of uh, being able to retain teachers. And, and we're hearing, you know, we're encouraging teachers when it's a tough time. You know, right now you just have to look in the national news and what happened in Texas. You know, Very and, tough and time, Jeff. You're absolutely time. correct for teachers, and and uh, so we want to support them and let them know. You know, we we talk all the time about you know the teaching profession being more of a calling than than just a career, and and so we've got to admire and, and support these and prop these people up. So that's another big part. We do. Uh, you know, after Hurricane Katrina, we had the opportunity to to uh, rebuild uh, a, a park uh, in in New Orleans East, and and we've been involved with Drew Brees and Nike on that venture for the past ten years. We we built the facilities, and then you know we funded programming out there for the last decade, uh, just to make sure that that kids, you know, that New Orleans East is uh, historically an underserved. Uh, part of the community and and we've been able to deliver great programming and, and provide opportunities for young people out there uh, again something we're, we're very proud of so you know we we on an ongoing basis you know we, we've got a lot of balls in the air as, as you know i know you all do at the orange bowl and it, it's something that that uh, should be recognized and and we hope respected because it's you know we we're we're not just a one uh, day a year football game we're trying to have an impact in a positive manner in this community year round basis. Well, that's that's a mouthful, Jeff, and 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 for people who don't know, I mean, I think no no one says it better than the guys at the top, the guys and the girls at the top of these these uh, bowl systems, particularly the, the, the big ones, um, it's a community thing. It, it, I know that we celebrate a game uh, once a year, but, at, but year round, it's about, you know, putting that whole energy back into the community, community that, that looks forward to the tourism and looks forward to all the good things that come from it. And uh, you, one of my favorite things, as you mentioned, the, 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 you know, uh, extra mile for teachers, man, as a, as a guy that comes from a, a long history of teachers and his family, uh, that's the one that touches me the most. So I, I'm thankful to guys like you, Jeff and, and Eric, uh, palms down in Miami. And I want to say to you, man, that the 25 plus years you've given to an organization like that, the work that you have personally leaned into the community, man, cannot be matched. 
Um, and so congratulate you. Never get a chance to thank you, but I get the chance to do it now and to do it publicly. And I just have one favor to ask, Jeff, if you don't mind. I, 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 will you do it? Let me ask that first. <laughs> if it's coming from you, Sean, you, you bet. I don't even have to know what it is. <laughs> well, all I want you to do is I want you to call this friend of ours uh, named Rod West. And I'd like you to give him a yes, call sir. and tell him and tell him I need him to get a box, a suite for this FSU LSU game that's coming up on September fourth in New Orleans. I need him to get a box so that Sean and Audra Pittman can be invited. And I need you to call all him right. today <laughs> and tell him to use all. Well, those I, resources. I may just have a I may just have an inroad there with Mr. West, <laughs> and, uh, and his company is, is actually going to be one of the sponsors of the event, so I imagine he's going to have a box, and, and we'll see if we can't swing that. <laughs> well, listen, you're, you're, you're a great friend. I appreciate you, and thank you for taking the time to come on. Listeners, I know you know a lot of Jeffs in your life, but this Jeff right here is doing big things, so uh, stay in tune with the Sugar Bowl and what they're doing, and Jeff, thanks for coming on, man, and I look forward to seeing you real soon. Thanks, Sean. Likewise, I look forward to seeing you. Okay, listen, stay with us. A short Pittman point right after this. It's time for Pittman's Point on 96.1 Jams. Welcome back to the show. And uh, listen, y'all, Pittman Point is simple today. We've all been watching uh, the interviews uh, going on in D.C. Let me just say this. It's sad that we even have to do this. I think that's the question that everybody needs to be asking. Why do we even have to consider whether the President of the United States made decisions that are against the interests of our democracy, our republic. Okay, so that's where we are. So the Pittman point today, let's not make prejudgments. Let's just all pay attention. Let's for once or for twice, because some of you are woke. Let's just pay attention to the outcome, to the interviews, to everything involved in these uh, proceedings. And whatever the outcome is, y'all, Let's try to get to an outcome that preserves our country, the country that was founded on principles that have held us for almost 250 years, y'all. All right? That's the Pittman point. We'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.